Hello and greetings from Holland. Welcome to my podcast, which has a focus on parenting children with Down syndrome. I'm so incredibly glad and excited you're here. I'm Shauna Graham, and my daughter Bailey is the inspiration behind this podcast. She's currently 11 years old and in the fifth grade. My hope is to share resources and hope for other parents and caregivers. Let's get started. Yes, I am excited today to welcome Angie. I have known you, I think, since like the very first walk when Bailey was three months old. Does that seem right? Like that seems right. 2009. So it's been a long time. Angie and I served on, um, Angie is the, what's your role? You're the vice president of the vice president, the Down Down Center Advocates in Action. So, um, and I served as a board member. She's been a super great friend. Um, amazing advocate is a wealth of knowledge. And I'm so excited to have her today to talk about sign language. So if you remember back to my podcast from two weeks ago, one of the things I talked about was the importance of sign language. And so when I was thinking of who do I need to interview, Angie came into my mind. And so she's the first ever guest on our podcast. So welcome, Angie. Thank you. I am so honored. Oh, that's, I'm just excited you're here. And I know everyone can just hear your voices, but I can see your face and I am just excited <laughs> to see your face after a while. So would you introduce yourself to all of our listeners? Okay. My name is Angie Willie, and I live on a farm in Nebraska. I live between Lincoln and Omaha, which are the big cities. And I have three boys. My oldest is 22. Next oldest is 18. And my youngest is 12. And that is Ben. And he has Down syndrome. He's in the seventh grade. The older two are both at the University of Nebraska. They're both business majors. And my husband, Randy, is a CPA. And I... um, Stopped working outside of the workforce or the regular workforce when Ben went to preschool, but I am now a signing time instructor. I'm an IEP coach, a crafter. I do pictures. Uh, I volunteer for nonprofits. Like I, like you said, I'm a vice president of our nonprofit, and I also build websites kind of on the side. So I'm kind of busier now than I used to be when I was. <laughs> Well, and your skill set is incredible. I mean, you talk about building websites. You've done an amazing job with that and helping disseminate information for the Down syndrome community across Nebraska. So big shout out to Angie. At the end, we'll talk about all the ways you can find her on social media, because I'm going to tell you, after you listen to this conversation, you're going to want to know more, but um, just kind of have a list of questions I wanted to go through and we can certainly get off track too, because I feel like we do that. (laughs) Um, But I just kind of wanted to ask, what drew you to sign language when Ben was younger? How did you get started in that? And actually, I was drawn to sign language before Ben even. I was drawn to sign language when John, my oldest, was born because we got this little packet of paper that came home from the hospital and there was a little flyer about a sign language class. And I immediately thought, hey, that would be kind of cool. And um, because we live out in the country, that little class didn't work for my family. So I went out and bought this little pocket sign language book and we taught John a few signs and he used them quite regularly we taught him you know no I remember no particularly (laughs) but you know milk and eat and all done those are kind of the signs that you start with with all kids and um, then Noah came along and we signed with him too and both of those guys they started speech pretty early, so we dropped signs pretty quickly. But then we started with Noah, or excuse me, with Ben, and he was not picking up signs the way we taught the older boys. So it just wasn't quite working. And so I knew that 
kids with Down syndrome tend to be a little bit more visual. So I said, well, why don't we try a video? So I, Christmas was coming up. So I said to my sister-in-law, why don't you get me a video? She's like, which one would you like? I'm like, oh, they've all got to be the same. Just get any one of them. <laughs> she got me one. And literally it was one person on a screen repeating a sign over and over again. And it was really boring. So and editor's it, note, not all are created equal. <laughs> not all are created equal. Definitely not. It would definitely probably not have been aimed at a younger child per se. Gotcha. Maybe uh, someone older. Definitely. So that is why we didn't stick with that one very long. So one of the other moms that had a child with Down syndrome happened to be watching Ben at the time. And she said, oh, you've got to try signing time. It's one of the better ones. It's, it's like a kid's program. So kids really like it. And there's baby signing time and there's signing time. And I know a lot of people go, you got to go to baby signing time. And baby signing time is animated. And I know kids with Down syndrome do better with real pictures. And signing time is more pictures of real kids. So Ben was also about 18 months old. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get a real signing time video. So I got one that's called Everyday Signs. Everyday Signs, okay. That was the one I started with. And it happened to be right around the time change in the fall. And Ben started getting up really early when the boys were getting on the bus at seven in the morning. And I had to get ready for work. And I'm like, what am I going to do with this guy? So I put him in the playpen, turned on Everyday Signs. And I went to get ready and got in the shower. And one day, two weeks later, maybe three weeks later, I came out and he was signing cookie with the video. Oh my goodness. At 18 months. At 18 months. That's exciting. And that was late, actually. Kids can usually sign a lot earlier. If they're So had you started with the, you said there was a book that you had worked for your older two sons Correct. who did not Correct. have Down syndrome. So you had tried the book with Ben and it didn't work. So you thought, okay, we'll Correct. just take a break. And then, then okay. came along the video. Is that kind of, okay. Yes. Yes. I mean, we had been doing it all along and it was just modeling, but it wasn't a very consistent modeling that we were doing. And so having the visual of the video, I think really is what helped Ben. And it was not even eight in the morning and that kid was signing cookie and you better believe he got a cookie <laughs> that morning. That and is my kind of kid. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> And it just happened to be one of the words in the video. And so I went out that day and I got an, I ordered another video and I didn't go crazy, you know, because maybe it would be more like the other one. I didn't know if they were all the same. And so then I switched them. So he'd watch one, one week and one the next week. And so, and then Christmas was coming up. So we ended up with like four videos on rotation because they were like 20 bucks a piece. So, you know, we didn't right. go too crazy with these DVDs. So about and how many um, signs did you, did they work on per video? Each signing time video has about 20 signs. Oh, wow. So it's really a focus of about 20 signs. And for what I recommend with anybody who's learning sign is once you learn the sign in the video, use it any chance you get outside of the video. But, and now yeah, I'm kind of aging myself when I'm saying we got a DVD. Now it's all videos. The videos are all digital. So there's a digital playlist that you can get access to all of the signing time DVDs at once. And I think that's not as efficient to go from video to video to video. Instead, I think it's much better for our kiddos to focus on one video for a, a certain amount of time, like a week, and really focus on learning what's in that video or DVD or whatever you want to call it. 
so that they can really have time to ingest the information and learn the words that are in there, but then also use them. Uh-oh, I'm getting Ben. <laughs> How are you, Ben? Do you want to say hi? Yes. We are talking about your mom and how she teaches sign language. Do you want to show us any signs? Orange, yeah. In fact, he was watching a signing time DVD when I came down here. No, I said it last week. It basically says my favorite things. You're watching my favorite things. Yellow, orange, green, and purple, and blue. And blue. Good job. Skipping or missing any yes, sauce? I miss the sauce. It's a silver and black. Black? And brown. Good job. And the brown. So also, because when I go to my house, I say the brown. So you say brown. So because the brown. So silver and blue. All that stuff. Colors oh. evolve. So I know I said ours is just audio and that's what, what it will be, but I think it's cool if you can't, I mean, I know the listeners can't see right now, but Ben was signing the colors. And th- I mean, that's just, that's awesome. Way to go, Ben. And sadly, Take one of the it. downfalls of having all of our signing time experience being on DVDs is the fact that they're all pretty much scratched now. Oh, and that I saw him upstairs watching one means he got into my very limited li- inventory that I have left. <laughs> Because when they started selling the last few, I stocked up on them. So I'm going to find a wrapper somewhere upstairs. I'm pretty sure he knows where my sketch is. And every now and then he breaks in and steals a new DVD when his is broken. Oh, gotcha. So like with the app store, I mean, you said they're all digital. So you can just Uh go to the app store and whichever phone you have and find signing time and then pay for whatever session that you want or you just get access to all of them stop yeah it's more of a subscription based service now so i believe it's signing time tv they've changed it a couple times so my subscription is on one of the older platforms gotcha i haven't actually updated to the newest platform yet just because i have them all on the older platform but there is i believe it's my signing time tv or signing time tv and you can buy a single episode you can also get them on amazon and rent them kind of like that so that's a good way to do them too but one of the things i always said with kids with down syndrome is that um our kids are going to use them a lot longer ben's 12 years old and he was still watching a signing time dvd hello so hey ben kids don't use them as long as our kids do so for instance i purchased them digitally digitally so we have them so we have them on the ipad and he can pull them up and anytime there's a new one that comes up we get it automatically so when the new christmas one came up we got it and there's a a new series called sign it and you said it's called sign it sign it yeah okay and also there is a series that is for just a second please He's doing signing time sentences. That's another one. <laughs> yes, that's how sentences. You do love signing time sentences. 
But the Sign It series, I believe, has a uh, program for any child that has any level of hearing loss. So even if it's a tiny level of hearing loss, which happens to be most kids with Down syndrome have even just sometimes a tiny level of hearing loss, yes. will qualify for free signing classes through the Signing Time Foundation. Oh, nice. So, so is that, and what is their website? Um, and that's the Signing Time, signing time Foundation, I believe, .com. Gotcha. So I can get you um, a link to that too. Yeah, that would be awesome. So I know you said, kind of going back to that question, you said Ben started when he was 18 months. Um, mm-hmm. What is the good age to start a, a child with signs or, you know, starting to show the DVD and starting to do some of the signs? And I always say, you don't want to show a DVD to a young child because that's the whole TV. You know, you don't necessarily want to show TV to children under age two. Ben was 18 months. He got 30 minutes a day of educational TV. I wasn't having that much of a problem with it, but I would say go ahead and play them as young as six months old, but put your child in the high chair and have them face you and you watch the DVD so that you can imitate what's the signs that are being taught because your child wants to look at you. They don't want to look at the TV, but you can, then they can still hear the songs that are being sung and hear the, the, the information as well, but they're looking at you. Gotcha. I remember back with Bailey and I feel like we did milk and more Mm -hmm. and eat. And a lot of those just that, so that she could kind of make those basic needs known, but I wish we would have done signing time because I think she did have a lot of issues communicating with us at first. And Mm-hmm. I, I mean, she had behaviors because of that. So if we could have helped her right. kind of verbalize that a little bit more, I think that would be um, a good thing. One thing that I heard a lot and not necessarily from anyone in the Down syndrome community or any parent that had a child with a disability, but it was, well, isn't that going to slow down their spoken speech, like the spoken word? Like they're not going to talk as fast if they can just give you a sign. Like, what do you say to people that, that have that statement or position? Well, first off is we're not teaching sign quietly, essentially. So we are teaching what's called total communication. So we are speaking the word as well as giving them a sign. So we're giving them multiple options to communicate language and teaching them language in, so they can pick it up in whatever way happens to work best for them. So when you use total communication, it actually increases or speeds up the amount of time it takes for a child usually to speak because they pick up the language so much faster and are able to process it. So if you're quiet and you use sign language only, then yeah, they might not speak as soon because you're not modeling speech. But when you model speech, they wanna do what you're doing. Perfect. No, that's a great, and that was what, and I, I, yeah, that is exactly how it worked with Bailey. And I feel like at some point she started saying more. And so she would be speaking it and signing it at the same time. And we knew, and then eventually she just dropped it. Is that typically what, I mean, right. I guess if they, I feel like that's typically what happens, right? Like once they can start speaking, then they just stop signing. Correct. Okay. Correct. And so Ben, and for those who just heard him, that 
when he came in, he speaks very quickly and he does not have the ending sound on a lot of his words yet. So there are times when I still don't understand what he's saying. So he might have to throw in just a sign if I have to have him repeat what he's saying in order for me to understand what he's trying to communicate. So do any of his teachers at school speak or understand sign? They don't not speak. Sorry. <laughs> Do that, I, that was kind yeah, of silly, but you, you know what I meant? Like, yeah, I knew what you meant. But what's funny is when he was in fifth grade and now even um, it, when he's in seventh grade, his teacher, um, when they would line up in fifth grade at lunchtime, that was his job is to teach everybody a new sign every day for lunch. So Ben could actually show what he was good at to all the other kids. And he was always happy and excited to teach them a new sign and his his teacher just this weekend said I had so much fun this weekend learning new signs from Ben it's so helpful in the classroom because I now can communicate him with him without interrupting you know other students that might be working quietly I can just sign it to him and he gets it it's like exactly well what a great way to learn for both of them and I just think of all of the kids in their class that are learning sign language kind of, un, you know, unintendedly, I guess that's right. the right word. So for um, like the baby signing time that, that mimics pretty much ASL or American sign language, right? I mean, they're very similar in nature. Well, baby signing time and signing time are all ASL based programs. There are other programs called baby signing time that are somewhat like it, but not completely like it. So uh, I always recommend using ASL because you have a much better chance if you run into a speech language pathologist later or other teachers, ASL is the third most used language in the United States. So using that language is you're going to have a better chance of running into somebody who uses it and knows it. Um, so you said it was the third. What are the first two? I think it's English and Spanish. English and Spanish and then ASL. That's interesting. That's awesome we kind of talked about a few different things, but so if people are interested, they can go online and do it. I feel like if I remember correctly, when I did um, early intervention with Bailey, I do feel like they included a signing time video. Do you remember any of that from early intervention or is it? Yes. They gave me a signing time video. Um, In fact, they might've given me the baby signing time videos, which is why I knew they were animated after I had gotten into signing with Ben that way. Cause I'd not seen them before, but uh, they actually gave me a book on sign language as well, because there's also something called C-S-E-E, Signing Exact English, because actual Uh, ASL, the sentence structure is different. And we are not teaching actual ASL sentence structure. We are using ASL a little bit to teach hearing children language in a way that we would normally speak it. So we're kind of using ASL in a way to teach signing exact English, if that makes sense. It does. Some of the signs in signing exact English are not the same as ASL, but really it doesn't matter what program you use. As long as as you use. And as long as you're consistent with it, whatever program will help you get along. Signing time helped me because I was a working mom. I needed something that would give me some sort of structure and some sort of consistency because I had some other kids and I was working and I just needed help. Um, What would you say to parents who feel like, well, she just is, you know, she's really smart. She knows what she's doing. She picked up on it. There's no way I could do that. Or I'm just worried. I won't, I won't know what to do. What's your uh, pep talk, if you will, for parents that are nervous to get started? Oh my gosh. I don't feel like 
I felt like I lucked into it and I made mistakes every step along the way, but it just worked out well for us because, you know, we used videos with Ben and we just found a program that worked and it was one that he liked. So anybody who wants to get started, I just say, start wherever you are. It's not too late. Jump in, start with one, two, three, four signs. I always say the, the big four super signs are eat, like you said, more, uh, milk or drink, some, some sort of, you know, liquid function. And then all done is the other main one. Cause there's gotta be some way to say, you know what, we're done with this. Let's move on. So those are the big four to start with. And beyond that, you want to look at your child's interests. You know, what really, you know, if your child's really into a teddy bear, you want to learn how to sign bear pretty early. You know, if they're really into cars, you want to learn how to sign car. It's really up to your child and what really motivates them and what motivates your family. So, but once you know the signs, use them. Those are great suggestions. Like I think, like you said, just, just getting started, I think is the important part and picking one. And I know with Bailey, as you were going through those, we did eat and more and milk and all done. And, um, that helped us for the longest time, but you're right. If it was like, we're watching the super bowl tonight. Um, if that, if it was football or it was something like that, right. Figuring out what that is. And, and so I know that you talk across the country, actually, um, I need to toot your horn cause you are a big deal. Angie, you talk across the country oh. and share this story with parents. Uh, what are some meetings or upcoming conferences you have on the agenda? I don't have any on the agenda yet. Cause we're not sure if we're going to be meeting in person, but I generally try to sign up to speak at the national down syndrome convention every year. This year it's going to be in Phoenix. Um, and we're not sure if we're going to make it to that one, but next year it's supposed to be in new Orleans again. And oh, nice. that one we were signed up to go last year and, um, Everybody knows what happened last year. Right. <laughs> so I'm hoping we get to go back next year to the Downstairs convention and, and talk there because it really is. It's always so fun to see everybody. It's just an amazing experience to go and be a part of really your extended Downstairs family. You always meet somebody and there's usually always some kind of life changing experience when you get there. You meet a family that just matches your family almost perfectly that lives across the country or somebody's story just meshes perfectly. And it's just always such an uplifting time. So I can't wait till we can get back in person and actually go and meet and be that way. So I've always been, I don't know why I've always been afraid to go. I'm, which is weird. Cause I feel like I'm an extrovert, but I'm an extrovert. Once I'm comfortable with people, I think to start, I'm not, but so Zeb and I have talked about going to a conference. Cause I think like you said, it would be exactly that it would be life-changing. And then I would think to myself, why didn't I go for the last 10 years, but here we are. And the other thing that stuck out to me about your, um, intro when you were talking before, and it just kind of came back to me as I was listening that another mom hooked you up. And I think like, that is the message of the down syndrome community. Like there's yeah. always, always someone willing to help. I mean, I just have found that to be true from the time Bailey was born until now. So, um, I, I just love that, that nobody tries to keep that information to themselves. It's always, you know, if you're going through something, someone else has already been through that. And I think that's fantastic. How do people find you now that they want to, you know, sign up to get more information on sign language or just follow you <laughs> and all of the stuff that you share? 
um, I am out there in lots of different places. Um, the main one, I do have a website. It's abcsigningkids.weebly.com. And then I have a Facebook page, ABC Signing Kids. And I'm on Facebook personally. I'll friend anybody because you might as well learn about my crazy life as well. If you're happy to learn about yours. If you have a question, message me. I try to keep up on my messages. I'm on Instagram. And part, yeah, and back to the DSAA. So you're the vice president and we did offer, I say we, cause I was on the board at that time, but there was an educational session. Are you guys planning any more educational sessions? COVID? I mean, I feel like you have that yeah. like asterisk if COVID figures itself yes. out, but we are actually, we're hoping to have another one, um, maybe in the fall. Nice. Again, it'll see when things open up enough to do that. But, uh, if not this year, definitely next year. That's awesome. I found so much good information from the first one. And just like you said, meeting people, the inclusion session I went to is kind of still sticks with me. It's just crazy how you hear things and then they stick with you forever. And I feel like that's how I feel about you and sign language and your story. And that's how I feel about inclusion at the the conference that we had. So no, I just want to thank you so much for joining us today and have a great rest of your day. Thank you. So glad to be a part of your podcast experience. It's great. 